Chapter Seven of the Charing Cross Mystery by J. S. Fletcher. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Black Velvet. Next morning, and before calling on either Kenswaite or Rona Hannaford, Heatherwick set out on a tour of the fashionable photographers in the West End of London. After all, there were not so many of them, so many, at any rate, of the very famous ones. He made a hit and began to work methodically. His first few coverts were drawn blank, but just before noon, and as he was thinking of knocking off for lunch, he started his fox. In a palatial establishment in Bond Street, the person to whom he applied, showing his picture, gave an immediate smile of recognition. "'You want to know who is the original of this?' he said. "'Certainly.' "'Lady Riversreed, of Riversreed Court, near Dorking. "'Heatherwick had no deep acquaintance with Debrett, nor with Burke, "'nor even with the list of peers, baronets, or knights "'given in the ordinary reference books, "'and to him the name of Lady Riversreed was absolutely unknown. "'He had never heard of her. "'But the man to whom he had shown the print, "'and who now held it in his hand,' seemed to consider that Lady Riversreed was, or should be, as well known to everybody as she evidently was to him. This print is from one of our photographs of Lady Riversreed, he said, turning to a side table in the reception room in which they were standing, and picking up a framed portrait. This one. Then you probably know in what newspaper this print appeared, suggested Heatherwick, "'That's really what I'm desirous of finding out.' "'Oh, it appeared in several,' answered the photographer. "'Recently. "'It was about the time that Lady Riversreed opened some home or institute. "'I forget what. "'There was an account of it in the papers, "'and naturally her portrait was reproduced. "'Heatherwick made a plausible prearranged excuse for his curiosity "'and went away. "'Lady Riversreed.' evidently some woman of rank or means or position but was she identical with the mrs whittingham of ten years ago the mrs whittingham who did the sellethwaite jeweller out of a necklace worth nearly four thousand pounds and cleverly escaped arrest at the hands of hannaford and if so but that led to indefinite vistas the main thing at present was to find out all that could be found out about Lady Riversreed of Riversreed Court, near Dorking. Heatherwick could doubtless have obtained considerable information from the fashionable photographer, but he had carefully refrained from showing too much inquisitiveness. Moreover, he knew a man, one Boxley, a fellow club member, who was always fully posted up in all the doings of the social and fashionable world, and could, if he would, tell him everything about Lady Riversreed, that was, if there was anything to tell about her. Boxley was one of those bachelor men about town who went everywhere, knew everybody, and kept himself fully informed. He invariably lunched at this particular club, the junior megatherium, and thither Heatherwick presently proceeded, bent on finding him. He was fortunate in running Boxley to earth almost as soon as he entered the sacred and exclusive portals. 
Foxley was lunching, and there was no one else at his table. Heatherwick joined him and began the usual small talk about nothing in particular. But he soon came to his one point. "'Look here,' he said, at a convenient interval. "'I want to ask you something. You know everybody and everything. Who is Lady Riversreed, who's recently opened some home or institution or hospital or something?' "'One of the richest women in England,' replied Boxley promptly. "'Worth a couple of millions or so. That's who she is. "'Who she was, I don't know. Don't suppose anybody else does either. "'In this country, anyhow.' "'What, is she a foreigner, then?' asked Heatherick. "'I've seen her portrait in the papers. That's why I asked you who she is. "'Doesn't look foreign, I think.' "'I can tell you all that is known about her,' said Boxley, "'and that's not much. "'She's the widow of old Sir John Riversreed, "'the famous contractor, "'the man who made a pot of money "'building railways and dams across big rivers "'and that sort of thing, "'and got a knighthood for it. "'He also built himself a magnificent place near Dorking "'and called it Riversreed Court, "'just the type of place a modern millionaire would build.' Now, old Sir John had been a bachelor all his life, until he was over sixty, no time for anything but his contracts, you know. But when he was about sixty-five, which would be some six or seven years ago, he went over to the United States and made a rather lengthy stay there. When he returned, he brought a wife with him, the lady you're inquiring about. American, then, suggested Heatherwick. "'Well, he married her over there, certainly,' said Boxley. "'But I should say she isn't American. "'You've met her personally?' "'Just. "'Run across her once or twice at various affairs, "'and been introduced to her quite casually. "'No, I don't think she's American. "'If I wanted to label her, "'I should say she was cosmopolitan. "'Woman of the world, eh?' "'Decidedly so.' "'Handsome woman, self-possessed, self-assured, smart, clever. "'I think she'll know how to take care of the money her husband left her. "'Leave her everything? "'Every penny, except some inconsiderable legacies to charitable institutions. "'It was said at the time, it's two years since the old chap died, "'that she's got over two millions. "'And this institution, or whatever it is, "'Oh, that, that was in the papers not so long since. "'I'm no great reader of newspapers. What about it?' "'Oh, she started a home for wounded officers near Riversreed Court. "'There was some big country house near there, empty, couldn't really be sold or let. "'She bought it, renovated it, fixed it up, stuck a staff of nurses and servants in, "'and got it blessed by the war office.' "'Jolly nice place, I believe, and she pays the piper. "'Doing the benevolent business, eh? "'So it appears. Easy game, too, when you've got a couple millions behind you. "'Useful, though.' "'Boxley went away soon after that, "'and Heatherwick, wondering about what he had learned, "'and now infinitely inquisitive about the identity of Lady Riversreed "'with Mrs. Whittingham,' went into the smoking-room, and, more from habit than because he really wanted to see it, picked up a copy of the Times. 
almost the first thing on which his glance lighted was the name that was just then in his thoughts there it was in capitals at the head of an advertisement lady rivers reads home for wounded officers surrey required at once a resident lady secretary fully competent to undertake accounts and correspondence and thoroughly trained in shorthand and typewriting a knowledge of french and german would be a high recommendation application should be made personally any day this week between ten and twelve and three and five to lady riversreed riversreed court dorking heatherwick threw the paper aside left the club and at the first news agents he came to bought another copy with this in hand he jumped into a taxicab and set off for surrey street wondering if he would find rona hannaford still at malter's hotel he was fortunate in that she had not yet left and in a few minutes he was giving her a full and detailed account of his doings since his last interview with her she listened to his story about selithwaite and his discoveries of that morning with a slightly puzzled look why are you taking all this trouble she asked suddenly and abruptly you're doing more going into things more than the police are matherfield was here this morning to tell me he said how they were getting on they aren't getting on at all they haven't made one single discovery they've heard nothing found out nothing about the man in the train or the man at victoria they're just where they were but you you found out a lot why are you so energetic about it put it down to professional inquisitiveness if you like answered heatherwick smiling i'm interested tremendously you see i too was there in the train like the man they haven't found well now now that i've got to this point i've arrived at i want you to take a hand i in what way exclaimed rona heatherwick pulled out the times and pointed to the advertisement i want you to go down to dorking to-morrow morning and personally interview lady riversreed in response to that he said you've all the qualifications she specifies so you've an excellent excuse for calling on her whether you'd care to take the post is another matter what i want is that you should see her under conditions that will enable you to observe her closely why asked rona i want you to see if she wears such a band as that which hudson told hollis and myself about replied heatherwick sharp eyes like yours will soon see that and if she does then she's mrs whittingham in that case i might ask you to do more still more what for instance she inquired well to do your best to get this post he answered i think that you with your qualifications could get it and your object in that she asked to keep an eye on lady riversreed he replied promptly if the mrs whittingham of ten years ago at salithwaite is the same woman as the lady riversreed of riversreed court of to-day then in view of your grandfather's murder i want to know a lot more about her to have you there would be an immense help i'm to be a sort of a spy eh 
asked Rona. Detective, if you like, assented Heatherwick. Why not? You forget this, she remarked. If this Lady Rivers Reed is identical with the Mrs. Whittingham of ten years ago, she'd remember my name, Hannaford. She's not likely to have forgotten Superintendent Hannaford of Selithwaite. Exactly. But I've thought of that little matter, replied Heatherwick. Call yourself by some other name. Your mother's, for instance. That was Featherstone, said Rona. There you are. Go as Miss Featherstone. As for your address, give your aunt's address at Tooting. Easy enough, you see, laughed Heatherwick. Once you begin it properly. There's another thing, though, she objected. References. She'll want those. Just as easy, answered Heatherwick. Give me as one and Kenthwaite as the other. I'll speak to him about that. Two barristers of the Middle Temple? Excellent. Come, all you've got to do is to work the scheme out fully and carry it out with assurance, and you don't know what we mightn't discover. Rhoda considered matters a while, watching him steadily. You think that, somehow, this woman may be at the back of the mystery surrounding my grandfather's murder, she suddenly asked. I think it's quite within the bounds of probability, he answered. All right, she said abruptly. I'll go. Tomorrow morning, I suppose. Sooner the better, agreed Heatherwick. And look here, I'll go down with you. We'll go down by the 1010 from Victoria, drive to this place, and I'll wait outside while you have your interview. After that, we'll get some lunch in Dorking, and you can tell me your news. Next morning found Heatherwick pacing the platform at Victoria, and on the lookout for his fellow companion. She came to him a little before the train was due to leave, and he noticed at once that she had discarded the morning garments in which she had found her the previous afternoon. She now appeared in a smart, tailor-made coat and skirt, and looked the part he wanted her to assume, that of a capable and self-reliant young businesswoman. "'Good,' he said approvingly, as they went to find their seats. "'Nothing like dressing up to it. "'You're all ready with your line, say? "'I mean, you've settled on all you're going to say and do?' "'Leave that to me,' she answered with a laugh. "'I shan't forget the primary object, anyway. "'But I've been wondering, "'supposing we come to the conclusion that this Lady Riversreed is the Mrs. Whittingham of ten years ago, what are you going to do then? My ideas are hazy on that point at present, confessed Heatherwick. The first thing, surely, is to establish identity. Don't forget that the main thing to do at Riversreed Court is to get a good look at Lady Riversreed's right wrist and see what's on it. Rivers Reed Court proved to be some distance from Dorking, in the Leith Hill district. Heatherwick chartered a taxicab and gave his companion final instructions as they rode out. Half an hour's run brought them to the house, a big, pretentious, imitation Elizabethan structure, set on the hillside, amongst a grove of firs and pines, and having an ornamental park laid out between its gardens and terraces and the high road. 
At the lodge gates he stopped the driver and got out. "'I'll wait here for you,' he said to Rona. "'You ride up to the house, get your business done, and come back here. "'Be watchful now of anything.' Rona nodded reassuringly and went off. Heatherwick lighted his pipe and strolled about, admiring the scenery. But his thoughts were with Rona. He was wondering what adventures she was having in the big mansion which the late contractor had built amidst these woods. And Rona kept him wondering some time. An hour had elapsed before the cab came back. With a hand on its door, he turned to the driver. "'Go to the White Horse now,' he said. "'We'll lunch there, and afterwards you can take us to the station.' "'Well,' he continued, as he got in and seated himself at Rona's side, "'what luck!' "'Good, I should say,' answered Rona. "'She wears a broad black velvet band on her right wrist, "'and on the outer face is a small cameo. "'How's that?' "'Precisely,' exclaimed Heatherwick. "'Just what that barkeeper chap at Selithwaite described. "'Wears it openly, makes no attempt at concealment beneath her sleeve, eh?' "'None,' answered Rona. "'She was wearing a smart, fashionable, short-sleeved jumper. "'She'd a very fine diamond bracelet on the other wrist.' "'And she herself?' asked Heatherwick. "'What sort of woman is she?' "'That's a very good photograph of her that my grandfather cut out of the paper,' replied Rona. "'Very good indeed. I knew her at once. She's tall, fine, handsome, well-preserved, perhaps forty, perhaps less, very easy, accustomed manner, a regular woman of the world, I should think, quite ready to talk about herself and her doings. She told me the whole history of this home she started.' and took me to see it. It's a fine old house, much more attractive than the court, a little way along the hillside. She told me that it was her great hobby, and that she's devoting all her time to it. I should say that she's genuinely interested in its welfare. Genuinely. She impressed you, suggested Heatherwick. I think, from what I saw and heard, that she's a good-natured, probably warm-hearted woman, she spoke very feelingly of the patients she's got in her home, anyhow. And the post, the secretaryship? I can have it if I want it. Of course, I told her I did. She examined me pretty closely about my qualifications. She herself speaks French and German like a native. And I mentioned you and Mr. Kenthwaite as references. She's going to write to you both today, so it's for you to decide. "'I suppose it's really for you.' "'No, I'm willing, eager, indeed, to do anything to clear up the mystery about my grandfather's murder. But I don't think this woman had anything to do with it, in my opinion, and I suppose I've got some feminine intuition. She's honest and straightforward enough.' "'And yet it looks as if she were certainly the Mrs. Whittingham "'who did a Salithwaite jeweler to the tune of four thousand pounds,' laughed Heatherwick. "'That wasn't very honest or straightforward.' "'I've been thinking about that,' said Rona. "'Perhaps, after all, she really thought the check would be met. "'And anyway, she did send the man his money, "'even though it was a long time afterwards.' 
and again an important matter lady riversreed may not be mrs whittingham at all more women than one wear wristlets of velvet but the portrait exclaimed heatherwick the positive identity well answered rona i'm willing to go there and to try to find out more but frankly i think lady riversreed's all right first impression anyhow the cab drew up at the white horse and heatherwick led rona into the coffee-room but they had hardly taken their seats when the manager came in does your name happen to be heatherwick sir he inquired just so thank you a mr mapperley has twice rung you up here during the last hour he's on the phone again now if you'll speak to him i'll come said heatherwick that's my clerk he murmured to rona as he rose i told him to ring me up here between twelve and three if necessary back in a minute but he was away several minutes and when he came to her again his face was grave here's a new development he said bending across the table and whispering the police have found the man who was with your grandfather in the train matherfield wants me to identify him and you'll gather from that that they found him dead we must lunch quickly and catch the two twenty four End of chapter 7